0: One night, a long time ago, a man named Joseph and a woman named Mary, who was very pregnant, arrived in a town bustling with activity. Mary and Joseph were looking for a safe place to have their baby, but one could not be found. With each door he knocked on and each no he received, Joseph grew more desperate. Finally, they came upon a stable, little more than a cave, where all the animals were kept. With no other options, Joseph made his wife as comfortable as he could. Amongst the mess of hay and animals and the barn smells, at the same time, in the same country, there were some shepherds watching their sheep in a field. Suddenly, the sky lit up with a brilliant light, And an angel stood before them, and they shook with fear. But the angel told them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in strips of cloth, lying in a manger used to feed animals. All at once the sky lit up with angels, all singing. Glory to God, Glory in the So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds went at once to Bethlehem. There they found the stable, bathed in the light of a single bright star. Inside the messy stable, the shepherds found a baby, wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen just as the angels had told them. Now, after Jesus was born, behold, wise men from the east came to the palace, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. They continued on, and the star went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. Jesus, the Savior of the world, was here, just as it had been predicted long ago. And it all started with one baby, one star, on one messy but holy night. To love one another, his law is love. Sweet hymns of joy in grateful chorus raise we. Let all
1: You know um, I just wanted to take a few minutes to share with you from my heart why Christmas is so important why it's so special uh, to so many of us you know Christmas is in fact obviously a day that many of us look forward to uh, especially the young ones right just in anticipation of uh, the gifts that will ultimately be wrapped and put under the tree the surprises that'll be there Um, for many of us Christmas season is about Hopefully slowing down a little bit, although as much as we think we'd like to do that, it turns out we end up just being super, super busy and, you know, uh, have to wait until some day down the road uh, before any of that relaxation really begins. But, you know, for Christmas, for a lot of us, Christmas is it's just, it means so much more, more than like, than even just the start of this story um, that we have been sharing about the birth of Jesus, the birth of a person that we describe as a savior to all the world. In fact, for a lot of us, the Christmas story begins even before. Uh, it begins before that holy night. Uh, it, what happens is the, uh, the history of humanity is just full of uh, examples and reminders of uh, how a world that God created to be good has gone wrong. How every single one of us experiences to some degree what it's like to have brokenness inside, to experience disappointment, to know that things aren't quite as they ought to be. And so, again, for a lot of us, Christmas is about how this one named Jesus did something just utterly incredible. He, as God, the creator of all things, came right into the middle of our mess, You know, we've been in our teaching series for the last few months, been talking about what it's like to be a messy church. And we're a messy church because we're a group of people whose lives are messy. And we know that we live in a world that's messy. We know that we live in a world that, uh, that while there may be lots and lots of good things that we can look at, we know that there is, at the end of the day, there's just something not right. And for a lot of people, their understanding of things like church and religion and, you know, all this quote-unquote Jesus stuff is about um, whether or not a person wants to go to a place and be told what to do. And you know what the Christmas story isn't about. It isn't just simply about God from his throne in heaven, if that's how you imagine God exists, issuing some decree or issuing some instructions or issuing some commands and telling us what to do. No, the Christmas story is really about how God himself came right into the middle of our mess, not to tell us what to do, but to show us what to do. That's what the Christmas story is. It's God becoming one of us so that he could show us a new way. He could show us what could be. He could show us what otherwise we could experience. If we'll just pay close attention to what it is that he wants for our lives. I want to tell you this morning that Far beyond what any of us can even imagine, God has an incredible, an unlimited, an unconditional set of love that he wants to lavish upon every single one of us. That God wants for us to experience this thing called a relationship with him, that he doesn't want us to have to to live and be stuck in our loneliness and our hopelessness and our despair, if that's where we find ourselves. He doesn't want us to be stuck in this place where we feel like we just kind of have to make it through life on our own, that we have to trudge our way and do our best, but rather he has something that he wants to make available to us, and that is the very person that he is and wants to be in every single one of our lives. You know what Jesus showed us when he showed us that the world could be different from the way it is. He redefined things for us. For one, he redefined what it means to find greatness. You know, a lot of us, whether we like to think we do this or not, we are looking for, for greatness. Like we want to experience greatness or success or, or, or significance. Whatever it is that you want to call it right and we and we and we do that by thinking that well in order to be great we have to we have to accumulate power and so in the structures of our world we have people that are doing everything they can to try to get power right people that try to get uh, political power so they have the right to rule over others people that try to get capital power right build up their wealth build up their their material things uh, 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 so that they have the ability to, to To consider themselves great successful things like that but jesus he demonstrated that greatness comes in a different way jesus said to us he said if anyone will be great among you he must become a servant to all right jesus redefined greatness as a path toward humility a path toward seeing yourself as less important than the person who's sitting next to you or the other people that may be in the room that's how jesus redefined greatness Jesus redefined what it means to find peace. You know, a lot of us, in our effort to find peace in our lives, we think that what we have to do is to make things right. You know, little boys, little girls, oftentimes when a brother or sister does something that hurts or harms them, what do they do? They retaliate. They try to get back at them. And so it is, even in our adult years, we do the same thing, right? Somebody does something to us, says something that we don't like, and how do we respond? Well, oftentimes we respond in kind because we want to make it right. We want to rebalance the scales. We want to ensure that we're back on equal footing, right? And so it's tit for tat, it's eye for an eye. And Jesus came in and he said, no, I've got another way for you to live. Jesus said the path toward peace isn't actually through making things right or getting your way. The path toward peace is through forgiveness and reconciliation. Can you imagine if the relationships that we had in our homes, if the relationships we had in our schools and in our workplaces, if they were defined by things like grace for one another, if they were defined by things like forgiveness when someone has done something wrong, as opposed to vengeance and retaliation and getting them back. Can you imagine how different our lives could be? And the peace, that, the real peace that we could actually experience. And then finally, Jesus, He redefined for us the meaning of joy. You know i know a lot of us here myself included we're all looking for happiness right who doesn't want to be happy right and a lot of times the problem with our pursuit of happiness is that well happiness depends on our circumstances happiness depends on how good things happen to be going for you at some particular time happiness might be there in a moment but then all of a sudden because the circumstances change immediately it goes away but jesus says i don't want to Introduce you to happiness. I want to introduce you to something entirely different and that is this thing called joy You know joy isn't dependent on Circumstances joy in fact can come even in the midst of some of the most sorrowful and painful things that you and I might Experience in this life, and I know some people in the room right now You're walking through things that are tough that are difficult that are challenging that you feel like are beyond your ability to handle and I want to introduce you this morning this man called Jesus who says, I want to help you to find joy, real, lasting joy. Joy doesn't come through the accumulation of things, right, of, of, of getting more. You know, it's like, ah, well, I'd be a lot happier if I didn't have this outdated iPhone, if I could just get a new iPhone, right? And so then I get the new iPhone and, you know, I'm happy for a handful of moments, right? And then all of a sudden that iPhone stops Working is good or the shine has worn off and and now all of a sudden I find myself unhappy again So what do we do? We reach for more Constantly going after more more, more 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 and we never quite get to scratch the itch that we're feeling What it is that our hearts are truly desiring. And that's because joy comes Through a life that's lived in honoring God and loving our neighbors, right? Like that's where real joy comes and so this morning I'm so glad that we get a chance to celebrate to have some fun right to sing some songs and play some games and do some other things and we got believe it or not we've got lots lots more coming up for you in just a few moments but what i do want to do is just ask you this morning wherever you may be what is it that jesus wants to show you in your life you might be here and you say you know my life is an absolute mess I can't tell you just how much Jesus would be honored to be invited into the middle of your mess. There's a scripture in the Bible that pictures Jesus knocking at the door of our hearts. And he says this, he says, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. And I wonder if there's maybe some of us today regardless of the mess that we may be facing, is it time for us to let Jesus in? For us to expand the Christmas story beyond a nativity scene or Santa Claus or unwrapping presents? Is it about Jesus showing us a better way for us to live our lives?